0: Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and
1: burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 40, What I Wish I Knew About Kindergarten. Hello, mom fashions listeners. We are meeting remotely again, uh, as, you know, you do. <laughs> In a pandemic, um, as you yeah. do. Yes, and, you know, we're just taking a few footsteps into a new year, and um, I think as many families right now, we're thinking about school and what that looks like. This is a new semester for most of us. And specifically, we're kind of reflecting on kindergarten and what we wish we had known mm-hmm. before our first child started kindergarten and, um, and also reflecting on just how odd kindergarten has been mm-hmm. for our kids this year. Because, um, Emily, you have one that started kindergarten this year. Yes. I
0: absolutely. also
1: have a daughter who started kindergarten in the fall, and both of them started online. Well, I
0: was, I was also thinking too, you know, I don't know what your ISD does, but here at the beginning of 2021, our ISD starts what they call their kindergarten roundups. And that's actually for the kiddos who are going to start kindergarten in the fall. So it really is in, for us in our local area, when you turn that page to a new year, like parents and kiddos start the whole process of thinking about what is coming in the fall. Like you have registration, they do the early tours, like, you know, all that stuff gets set up. So we are looking at, you know, ending kindergarten, but not until June. Like this is going to be the longest semester in the history of life. (laughs) Um, But, Yeah, kindergarten, I think we can't start the topic without first acknowledging that kindergarten for my oldest and kindergarten for my youngest uh, were two different experiences. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And part of that makes me a little sad because, you know, at least for us, kindergarten is like the wonder year, like it is the year of discovery and fun and blossoming and that all that has been true for my younger two, but just in different ways. So we started kindergarten online in the fall for about four weeks, and then my kiddo went to in-person kindergarten, Um and we are back at in-person kindergarten this semester, and she loves it. So what, what about y'all? Has, what has your school, how has your kindergarten school plan changed over this
1: time? Yeah, well, we have been in um, online school, as, as we've talked about before, um, since the beginning of the year. So even her meet the teacher for her kindergarten was via Zoom I just, I remember having to leave the room cause I was crying. <laughs> cause Aww, I was like this, yeah. I was just grieving because you're right. Kindergarten is kind of that it's, it's hard because you're kind of, you know, giving them that first step out of the mm-hmm. nest. But at the same time, it there's, it's magical. It's supposed to be this sweet, fun, learning to love school kind of year. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing online school and, While her teacher could rightfully have a PBS show at this point, she is phenomenal. She is funny. I like listening and watching. Um, It's not the same. Yeah. And so my poor little five-year-old is like, I hate school. And I'm like, baby, you don't know anything about school yet. You just don't know. It's really so much better than you think. And so we are going to start back in person in a few weeks and I just, I'm sad that she'll be, you know, out of the house, but I'm also really excited for her because she, she really just doesn't know what she's missing at this point. And, um, she's tired of sitting and watching wall, a very good PBS show, oh, a PBS show all day. Super you know? educational, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: When I was, um, doing some prep work for this episode and I was kind of, mulling over the idea of, you know, like, what do I really like wish I knew kind of as a mom before kindergarten? I think you hit on just then one of one of my epiphanies, if we could call it that. It's probably a generous word. Is that it's the end of an it's the end of an era. I mean, of course it's a big deal for the kids, but it's also a big transition for mom. Not only in logistics, and it rewrites your day because coming home in the afternoons is different. You have you have some now additional responsibilities. My kindergartner has homework, you know, or you have a show and tell to find, you know, like there, you have a book to read, you have a reader, you know, like, so your afternoons are different. So it is a transition for moms in logistics, but it's also a transition for mom in her heart. Even I will make the argument even if your kid, like, has been in daycare, you know, you're a full time working mom, or you have some other form of childcare, they've been in that kind of situation, they went to preschool, they went to pre K, you know, or if they have been home, or if they were, you know, kept by family members, I can think like, there is something magical and a mile marker about kindergarten, like you said. It is their first step where they gain some independence from you, you know, even if they're not going to in-person school, like they now have responsibilities, right, appropriate to them. And in a lot of instances, you know, someone else, another adult is now having authority over their life you know like it's in a different way in a you have to submit their homework packet at the end of the week I think everybody can kind of be like oh I'm going to be sad because I'm going to like miss the kiddo and maybe miss some of the freedom but to me I wish that I had known like actually what a big transition that it was things aren't the same after that first day
1: Yeah, I agree. It is a huge transition for moms and for the kids. I mean, for a lot of them, I know my kid would come home so tired at the end of a day, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a long seven hours just to kind of be on all day. I think for me, one of the things that has come up that I wish I had known is, and this is kind of little, but we had gone out and picked out you know, she got to pick out her notebook with the unicorn cat on the front and she got to pick out her pencil bag and, you know, all this, all the school supplies. But when we showed up, everything just went into buckets of school supplies. So -hmm. it was like, oh, I had to explain to her, like, you're probably not going to get the unicorn cat. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and so just being aware ahead of time, I think of, of what, uh, what the school supply use was going to look like. Yeah, Um, that's a
0: good tip actually, because that's not true at our school. Like I do think they take some of the extra glue and extra pencils and stuff, but you have your own like big plastic box that you buy before. It's like a little Rubbermaid box, like shoebox size that has a handle and all of your crayons and like all of the stuff that you buy goes in there. But that's a great tip because I would have never thought of that one because my yeah. school wasn't that
1: way. I mean, definitely looking into what does that look like for your school is uh-huh. is worthwhile before buying supplies. And, you know, I kind of liked it because it did mean there was a little bit of equality across the board of, mm-hmm. you know, nobody had really fancy stuff and nobody had really junky stuff. It was just we all have the stuff that we need. So yeah. that was kind of nice. But yeah, checking into that is good. The other thing that maybe I didn't learn personally, but have seen and heard in conversations with other women is that it is okay as a mom to feel however you're going to feel on that first day of school. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I literally like Charlie Brown head down crying, walking home in the rain. Like that was how I dropped. Like it was, it was so sad and pathetic. And like, I just, but I needed to just like cry it out for a little bit, you know, but other women are like, I was jumping with joy. I was mm-hmm. like kicking them out of the car and didn't even f- make a full stop, you know? like, yeah. And that's okay. Like all of those range of emotions, mm-hmm. like feel how you're going to feel and just, and let it, just let it flow for a little bit, you yeah. know?
0: I mean, this isn't necessarily, I don't think I cried either time I dropped my kiddos off at kindergarten, but I did feel weird about it. And I will say I felt, and When my children, you know, in 20 years listen to this, they're gonna they're gonna be mad. But I will say that it was harder with my youngest than it was my older. Because not that I wasn't sad. So if you're listening, Anna, I was sad that you're leaving. But at that point, it also kind of felt like to me like a new adventure. I didn't know what it meant, you know, so much. I didn't know how much she was gonna change. And how it was the end of her little years in a lot of ways and she starts those elementary year, years which are different but when my youngest went I did know all those things and I knew that when I kissed her and she went through the door that it was it was the end of an era like it was, you know and I I I think I might have cried later or I cried before probably that's how I usually do but I will say this Talking about kind of not having like shame about any of the emotions that you feel, like, because it is a transition for mom. Like, I was really grumpy the entire October. My oldest went to kindergarten. And in December, I wanted to say, well, that was fun. I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Like, it was a shock to my system. The getting up every day, getting her to school every day, dealing with drama in the morning and sleepy heads, mm-hmm. dealing with drama and hungry and tired, cranky kiddos in the evening, and how then, like, the school day, the school schedule, then, like, kind of started dictating my life a little bit, like I had to be gone, but this time I couldn't make a doctor's appointment past this time. You think, oh, for those of us who work from home or if you are a stay-at-home mom, you think that this has really freed up so much time for you. But that is not true. And I don't know how it's not true because when you say it out loud, it should be that you have more time to get things done. But it isn't like I feel like those hours fly by. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I just had a bad attitude about having to adjust to being a school mom and how that interrupted like my perfectly planned life.
1: It really does. And I think it's because it breaks up your day in a way that is, hasn't been natural up until that point, you know, it just does. And I have the same issue, even in thinking about going back to in-person school where I'm like, we are going to have these rigid schedules now. And you know how I feel about rigid schedules. I love them. I hate them. <laughs> but yeah, just the having to be somewhere on time in the morning kills me. Like yeah. kills me. And oh, we literally girl, yes. live, like we walk to school. Like we are that close to our school. So it's just that kind of stuff is hard. And it does feel like you should have more time in your day. But it, it it's a weird time It's a weird time of day. So trying to make the most of it is more difficult than you realize. This episode is brought to you by
0: Fort Worth Moms, an online parenting resource to encourage and inspire moms in North Texas and all over the world. I think having low expectations for yourself And feed your kiddo (laughs) for the afternoon is a good idea because your kiddo is going to take a while to need to adjust to that because it can feel actually pretty hectic and pretty hurried. They come home, they need some space to unwind, like they're completely ravenously hungry, like forget a snack. You practically Mm -hmm. have to feed them a meal (laughs) after school. And then, you know, if you have like, any kind of and of course in kindergarten it's mild but like my kiddo has to read two readers little you know paper readers a night and she usually has Monday through Thursday one easy peasy worksheet to do and then cook dinner and then have that kiddo in the bath And in the bed at a reasonable time, like no more, you know, like you can't skimp around as much on bedtime because they have to get up at 6 30. Yeah, just giving yourself a lot of grace and having low expectations about what you're going to get accomplished when kids get home. And then when you add in the mix, of course, you have older kids with more complicated, like homework, the hours between like three and seven or three and eight at my house are like nonstop.
1: Yeah, it's true. Especially if you do any kind of extracurricular stuff. Speaking of lowered expectations, I think another tip that I would give to new kindergarten moms is don't buy the cute, cute outfits and the cute, Mm -mm. cute shoes Mm -mm. for your, your kid's school wear. Like rookie mistake. Yes, because I don't know if you've seen those pictures of the before and after that, you know, they had out a while ago online. But kids can go to school looking nice if you're lucky, but they Mm -hmm. don't come home looking nice. And so get them a good pair of running shoes Mm -hmm. and get them some basic play clothes that they can go to school in. You know, leggings and t shirts are great because they're going to come home with stains and holes in staples and who knows what else in them. (laughs) Yeah. The
0: inexpensive leggings for sure. Like for we're girl moms, we know, because they get so many holes. Like Mm -hmm. you don't want to be paying $30 for a pair of elastic waist, blue pants. You know, you just get the little $6 pair at Target because they are not going to last. But I have found when I buy jeans, I get like durable jeans. I mean, like mm. I need the kinds, I ain't going to do anything jeans because they're more expensive. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay more over and over again. <laughs> like, like I oh, want, yeah. I want the ones that say like tough knee or indestructible <laughs> knee. on them.
1: I mean, you're, if you're lucky enough that your children will wear jeans, oh, well, my kids yeah. are like me and will only wear elastic waist, stretchy pants. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so. my older daughter is kind of like that and we're getting to the age where she's struggling because they make less elastic waist jeans like jeggings for her age and she's going to have to have the button and the zipper. But she was like, well, it's just not as comfortable. I'm like, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, In kindergarten, at least for both of my girls, they were still pretty like compliant about whatever I you know, like picked out for them. That was, wasn't, they weren't too particular about it, but
1: I don't think compliant and clothing has ever been a, a combination of words we've used in our house. Well, sorry. My girls like to uh, to dress the way that they want to dress. And yeah. we have allowed for it to, to an extent. So, yeah. What else, what else do you wish you had known?
0: I wish I had known that it's okay if your kids don't know their ABCs before they go to kindergarten. It's really okay if they can't read, I mean, actually super okay, if they can't read, like all those educational academic things, they're going to get, and they will get quick, like teachers, mm-hmm. kindergarten teachers are like magic fairies, like they teach your kids these things quickly, and, and very well, like it's amazing to watch, what you do need to know, your kids need to know, is how to go to the bathroom by themselves, mm-hmm. right, and I just don't mean being able to wipe their bottoms, but to know how to go into a bathroom that has a door that closes with a latch. They go to the restroom, use the toilet paper out of a dispenser, know how to flush it, know how to unlock themselves <laughs> out of the door. They could actually get out of the stall and then be able to like wash their hands, you know, like all those things yeah. that you have, you have to do like, how to navigate a public restroom.
1: And the self-flushing potties.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which are
1: straight from the devil himself, by the way. Especially
0: when they flush
1: before you're done. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. Every potty training mother's nemesis. But yes, that was a huge thing for us too with my first child were those self-flushing toilets. Mm -hmm. And That was when we went there for our open house, that was the first thing that we had to tackle was how, how she could, you know, adjust to that. And her teacher gave me the best tip and that is to give them a stack of post-it notes so that they can take one with them to the bathroom. They can put it over the Ah. sensor Oh, that's a good idea. And then she's been it around doesn't the flush block on them. Yes, she yeah. has. Yeah. So that is yeah. another tip. Post-it yeah. notes for the bathroom. Yeah.
0: So yeah, things like that. And then, you know, being able to zip their own coat when it's cold and being able to unzip their own coat, just sort of like these life skills things to give them independence. Like don't send them with a lunch box or a lunch kit that they can't open themselves. If they yeah. can't pull back the paper on the Lunchable by themselves without Stuff flying out. Don't send that. You know, like, yeah. what are yeah. like? Think through. Those skills are more important to learn before your first day than accurately being able to say your ABCs in order or reading
1: a side word. I agree. All right. Well, we have asked a few of our moms in our community what they wish they had known before kindergarten. So we're going to share that with you. And thanks for listening.
0: All right. Happy kindergarten.
1: Hi, my name is Stacy. What I wish I had known about homeschooling a kindergartner is that kindergarten is
3: not a race. When met with frustration, it's important for me to slow down because the most important thing to teach my child is to enjoy learning.
4: I've had two kindergartners, and I will have my third child in kindergarten next year. Something I've learned is to chill out, especially all of us freaks that can be type A out there. It's kindergarten. It's kindergarten. So enjoy the ride. I think that I've learned to value teaching my children the joy in education and teaching them to take responsibility for their learning and to enjoy the gift of learning instead of me being so worried about every little detail. Every kid is so different. And some children are going to naturally be really good at handwriting and others aren't. It doesn't mean we can't work and improve our handwriting, but it also just might never be the thing that they're really good at. So instead of pounding things too much, I think there's something to be said about teaching our kids how to have integrity, do our best work, but also realize that our best is not going to look like everyone else's. And as a parent, don't get so stressed with them finishing everything and making great grades and doing everything just as perfectly as possible because that's really not the most important thing. The big picture here is trying to teach them how to enjoy learning, how to learn different ways, and to not steal the joy of those things. For some of our kids, this is the first time they've been in an environment of having to really sit and learn in this format. And it's really hard, especially for certain personalities. And I would say give more grace and find more joy and keep yourself grounded. Enjoy it and let your kid enjoy school. Good luck, mamas.
2: As both a parent and as a former preschool teacher, there's so many new changes that come with kindergarten. I really feel like things that I wish parents thought more about before heading into kindergarten is things like how their teacher, how the classroom, what sort of setup is going to be a good fit for their student. If your kid's someone who's active and needs to be outside all the time, and honestly, all five-year-olds really need to be outside all the time. Like you need to check in with the teacher and find out how much recess time are they getting, how much unstructured playtime are they getting, and when are they getting that to kind of make sure that everything's lining up so that you know what to expect. If your child is only getting 20 minutes of recess and is sitting down at their desk a lot of the time instead of moving around the classroom and playing and that kind of thing you need to know that because that's going to change how how they act when they come home and how happy they are and if they want to go to school and all those sorts of things. So I think it's a really good idea for parents to just have a very good understanding of the schedule and expectations in their kids' kindergarten classroom before they ever go. Hi, my name is Laura, and I'm a kindergarten teacher.
3: Something I would tell moms about kindergarten is, How important the social aspect or social interaction is between students. Over the last few years, we hear moms say, I feel like my child is too smart, or they already know a lot, so I think I'm gonna skip kindergarten and go straight to first grade, or I don't think they need it. I have had some of the lowest and some of the highest five and six year olds over my last 15 years of teaching. I always say how important it is to socialize, have a routine, make new friends, and learn about new cultures within the students or within other families that you meet in kindergarten. I've been doing this for 15 years and that's my best advice to give moms. The way students talk to each other during recess or playtime is huge in their development as a child. We talk a lot about good character, good and bad choices, et cetera, that need to be heard from their teacher and peers. And modeling it is the best way to recognize good behavior and make good choices. So please send those babies on and let these teachers show them what a great experience kindergarten is and how we set the foundation for their learning.
5: Hi, my name is Sarah and I'm a kindergarten teacher. My advice to moms would be to take every opportunity you can to help your student grow. A lot of times parents think this needs to be done in some formal sit down lesson, but by the end of the day, your child is mentally drained and this is probably gonna lead to frustration for both of you. So instead, what I advise parents to do is make it into a game and I don't know a five- or six-year-old that'll turn down a game. It can be as simple as singing the ABCs in the car on the way home or asking, what sound do you hear at the beginning of different colors when doing art? You're using a blue crayon. What do you hear at the beginning of blue? If you can make learning into a game or something fun, it helps you as a parent to see where your child is at and to help them along the way. It also gives you a chance to bond more with your child. Speaking as a kindergarten teacher, our students love to spend time with their parents, and they love telling us about it. This could be a great opportunity for both of you.
1: Hi, my name is Debbie and I'm a kindergarten teacher. And what I would tell you about kindergarten is that these little five-year-olds, they are awesome and they can do so many things by themselves. And I think the more we foster that independence, the more confident they are to take on those kids that say unkind things. And those automatic flushing toilets.
0: As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.